Stay true, stay real, stay righteous. What do you have to drink tonight, Chris? I'm gonna have a true penny pilsner. Ooh, a pilsner. This is this is by Allagash Brewing. You've probably heard I think I've mentioned them a few times before Allagash. Allagash. Yeah, so typically we, we talk a lot about beer com- or brewing companies that are out west. There's a whole lot of mm-hmm. west coast beer companies yeah. we've tried. But this one's actually from Maine, so we get a little northeastern. You get to go to the other side of the continent. <laughs> Welcome to the other side. <laughs> Welcome to the dark side. The east. Hey, we're on the east. The east. Easterners. Easterners. East coast, southerners. Coast Easterners, to coast. <laughs> so we're Easterners to probably everybody over, you know, on the west coast. What was but they the... were also considered Southerners to everybody on the east, eastern. <laughs> right? I mean, we're kind of, because they're like, you know what I'm saying? It's the, well, people from the you south. You are one of them. Dig, 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 dig. <laughs> you are not one of us. Dig, 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 dig. People from the south of us would say that we're very much in the north. Well, we would disagree. Most people in Kentucky would say that no, we're southerners. That we're 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 a southern <laughs> and state. And I feel like most people above us consider us southerners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking about that? Like it's such a sinister thing. Like what's wrong with a southern? We're eastern. I don't think we're from the true east, like Asia or <laughs> India or someplace, right? Out east, beyond the east, eastern promises. <laughs> That's, That's a great movie. That is a great movie. That's an awesome movie. Viggo Morrison. We were talking about something earlier that maybe we've mentioned before also, mm-hmm. but you and I have been, many other times when we've talked to one another, we've come up with these fantastical <laughs> scenarios. <laughs> and I, I, it's the only way I know how to explain it. It's these it's these Uh-oh. elaborate... What kind de- of territory are we going horrendous, into? Well, we're not, we're not going to go into detail yet. Right. right? This is patented stuff. Are we going so off, the, <laughs> off the air? This is, this is where you have to pay two ninety nine or a Patreon to be able to listen to this uh, raw, uncut. But no, but seriously, we, we've had some pretty deep dialogues about these bizarre and unusual scenarios. Right, like almost like skits, like these weird <laughs> skits. We, we to the point where sometimes we're sort of acting out these these strange things well, that I mean, we're talking you, about. These weird ideas. But if the idea it, takes flight, then yeah, we expand <laughs> on it. <laughs> so the point it. is, it's gotten to the point where we've considered actually starting our own like skit show, like a comedy skit show where it has just these oh, weird. Yeah. But the problem is that we've decided <laughs> it's so bizarre that it can't just be on any normal platform. Like we no. can't just go to Netflix oh, yeah, and yeah. say yeah. a Netflix original, the Hamilton Brothers no. skit show. No, no. Like, we've got to go to like adult we've got to go like adult swim. Adult swim. We've right. got to go to like some of that weird <laughs> some of that weird like what is ha- what am I watching? Where you're sitting there like at two o'clock in the morning, there's this trippy thing playing across the screen. But anyway, <laughs> off the air with the <laughs> Hamilton Bros. So, so we would have to start a, an Adult Swim comedy sketch show. We would maybe even just call it the ha- Happy Hour with the Hamilton Brothers. Oh, that would be perfect, wouldn't it? But 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 we were talking about so, an hour so just long. to give you an idea of one of these strange realities we can, or these uh, strange scenarios that we came up with. Okay. We were talking earlier because of our love of music and our love of, of John Mayer and John <laughs> Williams. If anybody's familiar. So, so I mean, you know, John Mayer's a a, 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 I don't know, a pop icon. He's a famous musician, right? Yeah. You know. Right, right. Fathers, be good 
Diodorus. <laughs> most, most notably known for his soft, gentle voice. What's this one? If you want to make love. Or if, if you Your body love, is a wonderland. Your body is it. a wonderland. Anyways, point is, we're getting off to the... We actually, we actually like John Mayer. He's actually, we like yeah. a lot more of his yeah. not so common, not music. as mainstream. We like so. a lot more of his blues type music that he that he has. But anyways, point is, is we were coming up with this this strange idea of this performance. Oh, and, and for anybody who doesn't know who John Williams <laughs> is, John Williams is a very famous film uh, orchestral music, director. Yeah, yeah. orchestral director. That sounds more right. <laughs> professional so we thought about bringing the two johns together right ladies and gentlemen how did that come together how did we do that i don't know Uh, that's what i'm saying i don't know where some of this shit comes from (laughs) maybe there's a reason it was just this weird so we were doing like these renditions because you know we were trying to think of some films that that john williams has made the theme for with some notable ones right right Uh, jurassic park yeah and i think we said star wars star wars right star wars um Maybe even like E.T. or something. I don't know. He's. I, I think so. Yeah, I think he did E.T. Several. You can look up a lot of. I think. Yeah. In fact, even I would even go as far as saying Spielberg, <laughs> Spielberg films even, and and he yeah. he will see that John Williams' name attached to a lot of the these famous themes that you probably heard in a lot of films. Uh, so I'm sure he's probably still making music for films. But anyways, right. So you know, I don't know. We got on. <laughs> we got on the subject somehow. We were just coming up with these bizarre, like, ladies and gentlemen, John Williams in the London Orchestra featuring John Mayer. <laughs> and then you'd hear John Williams, you know, he would raise up his, you know, he would start conducting. <laughs> Everybody's tuning, tuning up, right? John Mayer's getting ready to. So anyway, they, the, the, so the orchestra starts performing, you know, and they're playing like the Jurassic right, Park right. theme, right? You Which know? John Williams is also. I, I'm sorry, I don't know if we we mentioned it, but he's also the composer, right? Right. So he, he writes a lot of the music it, as well as, as directs. You know, yeah, he's the the correct. Yeah. So so anyway, so the, the orchestra comes in, they start playing. You know, they're on like they're going to do like a run through of several themes he's made. So they start like <laughs> right. the Jurassic Park, you know, theme, and you know. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And all of a sudden, John Weaver comes in. I am a dinosaur, and I'm gonna soar through the sky. Oh, baby, Ooh, I can feel Man. you running through my veins like that mosquito was. Ten thousand years before, man. DNA. I mean, like, we would have. So our skit show. So, anyways, people are probably at this point are probably like, okay, well, that's enough of the Hamilton brothers for the night. But anyways, the point is, is these are these are that's just an example. Nobody's gonna sign. Nobody's gonna sign. This is how we would have to go present. That's literally how I'd have to present that to Adult Swim. Well, first off, I, it, it would show. take our whole budget just to get John Williams and John Mayer 
to create <laughs> to, actually, to not, create not the to, production. Not to play as them, like have people play the characters. You mean <laughs> like have the actual? <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, that would be even better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm hoping it would be so bizarre. Oh, it would wow. be so... So we would have to establish ourselves, I think, before we could go to Clearly. that level. Yeah. <laughs> but that would be a great example to say, look, we're talking big with this show. We're going to go all the way to the top. We're going to have celebrities. Right. We're actually going to have people star in our skit show. I like it, man. I like it. We've got to <laughs> call up Adult Swim right now and tell them we've got a pitch. <laughs> We would get like the we would get the three AM slot or something weird, you know, happy hour with the Hamilton brothers. The three right, right. Hey man, they always had the they always had some of the cool shows on really at the you know, at the later hours though. Squidbillies. Yeah, some of them are really <laughs> strange. Some of them are really I'm strange. To, I'm thinking of some that popped up that was pretty bizarre. Adult swim. Yeah, but I think it'd be a great idea. What's some of what's some of our other weird analogies we've had? I think John Williams did Harry Potter, didn't he? <laughs> oh my god, did you Harry Potter? <laughs> I'm gonna love you good. I am the one they call Harry Potter. Oh, John, hey, John Mayer is featuring John Mayer Potter. as oh Harry Potter. Oh my God, John Mayer is Harry Potter. Wow. Instead of oh, riding wow. a broom in Quidditch, he'd ride on his guitar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Every time he strummed it, it gave it like a boost. He went to oh. Olive Anders and picked out a Fender Stratocaster. <laughs> 5,000 sunburst. <laughs> the guitar, you don't pick the guitar, the guitar <laughs> picks the master. What? <laughs> I know. I but know. I want to play on an Epson. <laughs> No, John. <laughs> the fender's calling you. Well, we got the afternoon. Uh, we can explore this secret room. <laughs> I've got this feeling of impending doom. <laughs> so let's grab some butter, beer, me and you. <laughs> okay, now we're going. See, there we go. Another scenario. John Mayer. It, when his John second Mayer's. time showing on the show, he would be right. doing a Harry Potter impersonation. It can be like multiverse. We're gonna put theories. SNL out of business. What now? <laughs> we're gonna put SNL out of business. Oh God. <laughs> Hamilton Brothers. People wouldn't so watch it. So controversial. It's been banned in seven say. countries. <laughs> People wouldn't watch it because it's funny. Oh my God. They would, they would watch it because they couldn't believe it. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Oh God, this can't that. be. They, who, who's funding this? What the fuck is who wrong is actually with these funding guys? this? I'm telling you, man. Stuff like that sells. People love that stuff. The weirder, the better. We're a strange species. <laughs> so, so I was at a wedding this past weekend, and the groom's brother is a musician. He actually performs and sings and can play guitar very well, by the way. Mm-hmm. And at this wedding. The groom's brother, because he was the best man, of course, right? I mean, as part of the ceremony, he actually performed a song. And it immediately struck me because, you know, everybody was just kind of hanging out, waiting for the uh, procession to start. And, like, the song st- stuck out to me. I was like, oh my gosh, he's playing a Gordon Lightfoot song. Mm-hmm. And for anybody who doesn't really know who Gordon Lightfoot is, he's a, he's a Canadian folk art. Right, folk artist. Um, if anybody, I'm trying to think of a song people might know. The Edmund Fitzgerald's probably a very popular one. A lot right. of people know of, but that's Gordon Lightfoot. Anyways, this this fellow was playing a Gordon Lightfoot song, 
and I'm a real big fan of him, and I listen to a lot of his music, and I don't meet a lot of people, other than like you, me and you listen to him. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I don't meet a lot of other people that are interested in, in, I guess, even his genre, or even know who he is, but it just really struck me that he was playing this song, and... You know, the more I got to find out, this this uh, this guy was actually very interested in folk music. But anyways, I was just I just I thought that was interesting because like I don't hear a lot of people reference Gordon Lightfoot, but I right. actually really enjoy a lot of his music. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just I, I I like I like his style. And did you ever get to talk to him and ask about? No, I didn't because he was with the you know he was with the wedding. Oh right, party the wedding party. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't really get a lot of opportunity to talk to him, but. I thought it was really, really interesting, um, just because, you know, the, the only other time that I can think that I mentioned something to somebody about a, a Gordon Lightfoot that they even recognized it when I, was when I was up in a, another job I worked at. I had a customer visit that happened to be up in Michigan, mm-hmm. and used, speaking of that song, the Edmund Fitzgerald, Michigan touches a lake where the actual real Edmund Fitzgerald um, the tragedy happened, and where it was wrecked, and all the crew was lost mm-hmm. in the lake. Right, and that's what the song's about. And I had brought up Gordon Lightfoot, and I said, "Hey, I said, have you guys ever heard of the Edmund Fitzgerald? What they sing about?" It? And they were like really excited about it. it was really strange. The people I was out with for lunch were like it was really fast. They're like, "Oh my gosh, yeah! Like you can actually go up there and see the actual. I guess there's like a memorial or something that's been put up for it, but it." I don't know, I just thought it was kind of interesting. I'm one of those weird people that when I have an interest, because it's so, it tends to be so particular, mm-hmm. that like when I meet anybody that even so much is, has, has like understands a reference mm-hmm. to that, like I'm just like, I really get excited about it. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that you see things that way? That you analyze things that way? That you, you gravitate towards someone who latches onto things that aren't, Maybe even particular knowledge at times, right? Well, maybe just because I'm not as very revealing. So when times that I am, if somebody says, hey, I have sort of some interest in that as well. Yeah. I mean, naturally, I think a lot of people are like that. They're naturally drawn and interested in people that are interested in the same things they are. Right, right. Except I wish that I was more interested in things that make people money (laughs) instead of just bizarre like, you know, strange stuff that's Don't we like, all. hey, you know, it's, it's it's the strangest thing, and I've referenced it before on here. I can remember stuff that really doesn't hold a lot of real functional value, value mm-hmm. right? Like, I'll remember some weird TV show that we saw as kids. Like, it doesn't help me any in life, but it's just that weird memory I have. Right. So I always say, I'm like, the worst part is, like, all the knowledge that I retain and the things that I'm interested in and know are like, like useless knowledge. Right. It, or, I'm sorry, it feels like useless It's knowledge. a gift, but a curse. It's like, well, I don't really have knowledge in the things that are really valuable, like how to work <laughs> the stocks or how to invest and make money, like, but... But I can tell you a lot of dates of different uh, historical events. Right, right. That's <laughs> like, I mean, okay. Like, well, that stuff's documented. Like, I don't have to have you for that. <laughs> you know, it makes you, it makes you wonder, though, with you having a mind like that, in a more primitive time, would you have been like the storyteller of the tribe? Someone like well, you. Well, you've ever heard the term tribal knowledge? 
before people started documenting anything, right? everything was passed down through memory and word of mouth, which was probably not always the most reliable either, right? Right. But you also <laughs> had to be gifted enough to retain that kind right. of knowledge. I'm sure there were certain people that it, during that time maybe stood out and said, hey... Like you can, re- hey, you can remember dates down to the exact, or you can remember exact details and stuff that nobody else can seem to retain. To we need to tell you everything so you can right. pass this down to future generations. Right? Yeah, I'm sure there were. Yeah. So maybe I would have been. <laughs> so basically, I would have been more useful in a more primitive man than I am now in the modern man. Because <laughs> I can remember things. I just remember. Well, that's not true, because I I don't always remember important stuff, or I feel like I don't know. Maybe that's very biased. What would you consider something that you have forgotten that you remembered? Okay, so if I try to sit down and read an article on how to flip houses, uh-huh. <laughs> which if I was to learn how to do that might be might be valuable mm-hmm. in my life, it's hard for me to retain anything that I'm reading or really get interested in it. Right, But I right. can remember... Like I said, I can remember some weird Rambo TV show that we saw as a kid that nobody, Rambo. Else, can, that nobody else can seem to remember. And I don't know if that's just, na- I mean, some people say, well, it's natural with old age. Pull it's interesting point. to me that when we experience certain things when we're younger, how much more they imprint on our minds mm-hmm. than things later on in our lives. Right, right. Does that make sense? That's always one of the biggest concerns I have with, you know, with my daughter is, is the the imprinting of of events and things? I mean, because when you're as young as she is, I mean, you're in the like the core fundamental stages of life of learning what the world is and how things work and how to how to interact correctly in society. So, so you're very careful because you understand that that stuff's very it's delicate. Heavily, it's delicate imprinted at that right, age. Right. Do you think as you get older, you develop methods to stop letting things leave an imprint on your brain because things become more more intense or traumatic even as you get older? I know well, that sounds kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe that's very broad to ask. What, what, what do you mean by that? But does that make sense when I'm asking? Well, I think a lot of that is sculpted by what's considered normal mm-hmm. in society. There's a lot more things that you don't have a choice over than you than what you really do. In your life. Correct. I believe that. At times, though, I, I would enjoy not having to interact with other people. Yeah. I'm one yeah. of those weirdos that I like. I get upset if somebody tries to call me instead of texting me. And no, that's just I've, bizarre. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like that's bizarre because I shouldn't be that way. I mean, I've had I've had phases like that myself. When you deal with some of the things that, that people like me and you do, and a lot of other people that do also as well, whether they acknowledge it or not, it's hard to find a uh, a medium for you to connect with other people on it mm-hmm. at times. If that makes any sense. No, it's agree. hard to make people understand sometimes. That's what that's what creates the barrier for people like us. Sometimes in those situations, what happens if people are with or if if somebody's with somebody that they ultimately decide I can't really I can't truly count, counsel in this person because they don't fully grasp what's happening to really be able to give right, me insightful right. help. Mm-hmm. So I'm not it's nothing to hold against them, but it's the sense that so maybe I just need to sort of counsel in my own time and decompress or figure out does that make sense what I'm right. saying? Absolutely. And well I, I mean and I mean, everybody it's, deals it's, with things in different ways. Absolutely. 
I mean, that's that, that that's very normal. We just happen to want to be left alone a lot. <laughs> men do. I know it's yeah. a lot in men. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, that is sort of a thing. Men like to do. I, I feel like uh, here's what I honestly believe, and this is just this is just solely my opinion. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not <laughs> I'm not a psychology expert or anything, but it seems to me like there's a high quantity of men that a way for them to be able to cope because it's been proven that men can actually be mindless. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> well, it's true. It's like a thing, right. like 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 it's a factual that men can literally think about nothing. And I feel like sometimes that's sort of our that that mindlessness is, is sort of our coping mechanism. Sure, I've got sure. To, I've got to like I've got to disconnect for a little while because my brain is tearing my ass up right now. Regardless of what society tells us, I mean, men do very much so have still have struggles. I mean, because mm-hmm. they're human. Sure, anyone that's a human being on this planet right. has struggles. To say that somebody doesn't is is to deny them a sense of humanity. I think it's more of a societal thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's sort of this idea for a long time. There's been a. There's sort of been this idea that men are not supposed to be. They're supposed to be sort of these hardened. Right. You know, hardened. You know, robots almost, where you just deal with anything and you don't show any emotion. But that's not very healthy. You know. Well, I, I mean, think it's good to learn and learn to control your emotions at times, but it's also okay to accept them and acknowledge them. Well, and it also creates a barrier to communication. Correct. You can't, you can't, you can't be truly empathetic if you can't feel, and you can't associate with emotions, right? Right, right. And you have to come to terms with with life and who you are as a person. For the longest time, I thought I was a man, but but raising a child is what made me a man mm. because it taught me what what real what true sacrifice was, mm-hmm. and it was and to be okay with it mm-hmm. and to want to feel that and to do that for for someone. I mean, it's, it's it's intense. It's a strong thing, but um, it's a responsibility too. So I mean, it's one of those things. It's it's it just teaches you a lot about life. It teaches you a lot about who you are as a human being, especially you when you start puts, to see yourself. Do you think it puts certain things into perspective as well when you're actually seeing a human being physically, mentally, and emotionally evolving? Right. Do you think that that puts a certain perspective on understanding? who human beings are and how certain people get to where they are and become who they are. Well, I think it definitely makes you question what it is. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you know, I mean, we initially experience that through our own eyes. So we have our own separate experiences of it. But then for us to be the adult and to experience what it is to see that as an adult, I believe... Do you feel it, do you feel it makes you use caution about how you do certain things because yeah you remember things when you were a certain age that stood out to you and as you see your child getting to that age you sort of try to avoid recreating that same event right that right because certain things are imprinted on your brain like I was talking about earlier things that have been when I was younger things imprinted on my brain more than they do now as an adult right do you take things like that into consideration when you're interacting with your child because they're still at a very young age and you sort of you know think that that things imprint more on their brain well you're definitely more aware you're aware of what it is to be that age at that point. I mean, you may not remember it, but you can see it and know that you once were there and you once thought and felt and analyzed the world in the same way. 
So I think a lot of that helps dictate your decisions um, on how to handle situations based on your perception of that, on, on whether it be healthy or unhealthy. Me, I try to choose the healthiest things. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I mean, I, right. Nobody truly knows. That's the hardest part about, because, because we are human beings and we're so diverse in nature, in every, some of us in every aspect from the other, that's what makes parenting such a delicate thing. Mm-hmm. It's because, because of each child and how they react to things and how they feel about things. You know, I mean, that, that dictates who they are. Do you feel like children, even before they're really taught certain things, already show their own sense of personality? Yeah. Even yeah. before they've actually learned how to communicate or act a certain way because we teach them manners and stuff like that. Is there a certain, can you sort of see different personalities out of like very young children? I mean, at a pretty young age, they're already expressing interest in certain things. Hmm. I mean, there's a lot of different things that you could question. Are their interests steered by us, mm-hmm. or do they gravitate? That's what I'm asking. Right, Does right. It seem as though there's already pro- a sense of individuality, mm-hmm. or or are all kids kind of programmed a certain way? How much you, impact? You, you you're right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Well, I can definitely say where mine is is now at school. You know, I asked her the other day. I said, "Show me how you walk in line," and she did her little thing where they like put their hands behind their back and puff their mouth out or whatever, and and it's like it's like a it's, it's we never did anything like that. I guess some kind of new age thing, but but anyways, it was interesting how she immediately locked into that mode and started marching around like that. She's been taught that, right, right. And then she's been taught that because it's it's more or less an orderly system. Mm-hmm. It's something to help rein in chaos. <laughs> I mean, without without human being kids are, walking chaos, out. right? I mean, who who wants to tell a bunch of three and a half? Four-year-olds that first one back to the room gets a sucker. Or I'm sorry. Who, who wants to tell? In, it's interesting to see the methods that we use. Kind of creepy. Isn't it? It's, in, re, it's, it's welcome weird, to man. the re-education. Welcome to the education camp, children. <laughs> this is facts. Think about it. this is facts. Right. This is law. The re-education camp. God. You follow these rules. You follow these guidelines. There, there are disciplinary actions that right. will be taken if you go outside these. <laughs> Here's boundaries. the code of conduct. <laughs> you wear a uniform. It it's very. It's almost. It all. It almost is mature. We don't need no, no education. Just let us be ignorant. Let us be animals, please. <laughs> I want to go back to my animal state. I want to fucking degrade back into my animal <laughs> state <laughs> where <laughs> my mind is simple and I don't worry. About, I don't have existential questions anymore. I'm just like, oh, I make poo this morning. <laughs> I mean, I just want to be. I want to be a simpleton again. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to sure. question anything Chris, anymore. I'm sure, there's some service that you please. can pay. That you can pay to. <laughs> hey, can you to, lobotomize to, me? To hey, wipe, Doc. No. Can you lobotomize me so I don't have to ask these questions anymore? <laughs> give me the lobotomy, Doc. Jeez, man. I'm going to go hire somebody to give me electrotherapy. So no, I, I was going to say, I'm sure there's a company you can hire to, to drop, to like parachute you out in the middle of nowhere, butt ass naked. And let me go back to my say, animal state. Just go live, yeah. I mean, well, I'm pretty sure I Fake my dead. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't live very right. long, but 
Okay. You got <laughs> killed with a paragliding accident. No, I just want my mind lobotomized so they I want to think anymore. <laughs> I want to come up with weird scenarios of John Mayer and John Williams performing <laughs> together anymore. I just want to go the back. To, I just want to be fascinated <laughs> by butterflies and, and mud worms again. I don't want to be thinking about these complex thoughts. <laughs> well, as always, Chris, it's been a good time. I agree. And if you enjoy what you heard tonight, we are streaming on all major platforms. And you can check us out on any of our social media accounts. We're on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, everybody stay true, stay real, stay righteous.